Hey besties, welcome back to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast, a space where we chat about moments when life isn't. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so passionate about peeling back that veil our society has constructed around perfectionism online. When starting my own personal platform on Instagram, I realized that I was getting caught in the inauthentic hustle, and it was severely affecting my mental health, mostly because I was comparing my behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. Throughout my life, I've come to own that my setbacks were actually just set ups for something better. I found a way to step into my true potential, and the goal is to amplify other voices who have done the same so that someone out there feels seen and that much less alone. I cannot wait to get into this important conversation with our next guest. So let's get started. Okay, it's another Monday, which means it's a, another episode. Thank you so much again for being here. I am so honored to have this community that I do. And what's cool is this community brought me to our next guest. Emily Elizabeth decided to create a mental health podcast in 2020 after going through some hardships with a past relationship and some serious mental health challenges. Her goal is to continue to have candid conversations about mental health and the challenges people face daily in hopes to break stigmas and normalize talking about mental health. Sound familiar? Yeah, so Emily actually reached out to me about coming on her podcast and then doing a host swip swap. So I'm so excited to bring you my conversation with Emily. If you would like to hear her conversation with me, that episode will be linked down in the episode notes. But like I said, this mental health community and this podcasting community has been incredible. And it's so neat to see the networking and the stories that have been shared as a result. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Here is Emily. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and we're already giggling, which is a good sign <laughs> for this conversation. I am so excited to introduce you to our next guest. She is a fellow mental health podcaster as well, which is really exciting. Emily, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be able to chat with you again. Yes, I always love interviewing fellow podcasters. One, because it makes it really easy because you know the lingo, the software, you have great equipment as well too, <laughs> which is why we were just laughing because she hit her <laughs> mic and it started flubbing over the moment I hit record. The moment. But literally the moment. The timing couldn't be more impeccable. But I would love to have you just introduce yourself to my audience, um, kind of give us a background on your own podcast and how you got to where you are. Sure, I'd love to. So I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I started the Wondering Mind podcast in February of 2020. We all know how that year went. <laughs> <laughs> It was probably the best thing I could have ever done, though, considering how the year did play out. It was truly a lifesaver in the sense that it gave me a purpose. It gave me community and it was a challenge and I needed that. But I started the podcast because I was basically just sick and tired of struggling alone and feeling like I had all of these burdens that I couldn't share with 
anyone felt like no one understood Mm. so it all started with a breakup about (laughs) right doesn't a lot of stuff start with that (laughs) i think it was almost three years ago this year wow and I learned a lot throughout that process. Um, I was trying to save the relationship. So in an attempt to save it, I started working on myself because at the time my ex gave me an ultimatum and said, if you don't get yourself in check, if you don't get better in six months, we're breaking up anyways. Yeah. So me being in the dark place that I was, I didn't stand up for myself when he said that. I just was like, okay, I'll do whatever I can. I'll make it work. It's all on me. I got this. So mm-hmm. I started working out. I went to therapy. I started finding hobbies and passions that I didn't otherwise have. And it was all an attempt to save the relationship, but it ended up saving, I ended up saving myself. Yeah. Because it, yeah, at the time I was so depressed, I felt like I had no purpose in life. Mm-hmm. The relationship was obviously a mess. And so that's kind of where it all started. And I ended up getting to a really good place mentally after that all ended. And so I wanted to share that with people. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much already for mm-hmm. sharing all of that. I assume mm-hmm. you're not still in that relationship. That would oh, be a no. correct Mm-mm. assumption. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, absolutely not. Sometimes people make, you know, like a full 180 and can grow yeah. together, but already just listening to the way that partner was talking to you and giving ultimatums like that, it already mm-hmm. sounded like not a good sign. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So you kind of dropped tidbits about your mm-hmm. mental health journey. Is mm-hmm. that moment with that relationship and that ultimatum the first time that you thought about mental health or that you knew that yours was struggling or had you had moments before then? I've been struggling with mental health my entire life. So I started noticing things that were off when I was in elementary school, made me feel like an outcast. Mm. I felt very frustrated. I had difficulties learning. I had anxiety over the wildest things. And that's when I started noticing it. But again, when we were little, mental health was so taboo. It wasn't even a thing. No Mm -hmm. one talked about it in the Mm -hmm. way that we do now. I mean, you heard the word depression suicide maybe i mean hardly at all and then it was just you were given medication and sent on your way mm-hmm. um so no that wasn't the first time that i had experienced mental health or knew kind of what mental health was but it really wasn't up until that point in my life where it became very very apparent because at the time i wasn't really drinking we had, you know, kind of a steady home life. I was kind of boring at the time. Like I didn't really do much. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very obvious to me. And then leaving that relationship and moving forward with the podcast and stuff like that, that's when I started my advocacy for mental health. That's amazing. I love how you bring up mental health 10, 15 years ago. And I, when I think back to my own story, I definitely thought of like depression and anxiety as adult problems. Exactly. Not anything that any of my friends were talking about. And even when I would talk to my doctor, my dogs are barking. (laughs) 
we love a dog mom though we love a dog mom okay thank you leah so they called it adult problems and when i would hear about depression hear about anxiety and then talk to my doctor about these feelings i was having they're like "Mm, you're a teenager you're angsty you have hormones you'll grow out of it it's not an actual problem did you face situations like that as well too um from the outside world yeah i did go to a couple different therapists that my parents tried to force me to go to mm-hmm. and they didn't really say that verbatim but again it wasn't like let's get deep let's figure out where this is coming from it was like try this medication yeah you're welcome okay bye so it was very surface level but yeah at the time i mean trying to talk about it with anyone that's the response that was typically received mm-hmm. mm. so you're going your whole life realizing that hey maybe you feel a little bit different than the general public you get into this relationship and then you're given this ultimatum it sounds like through the process of trying to save that relationship you actually started building the framework to save yourself which is amazing yeah that's exactly what happened mm. and had I not done that, I don't think I would have been able to bounce back from that breakup as easily because I have a tendency to be very codependent. I have an anxious attachment style. So, and another way that I used to cope with all of my emotions that I was never dealing with throughout my life was through relationships. And they were always relationships that were toxic. People mm-hmm. that now I would never even consider. Now that I'm in the mindset I'm in, never even consider. But at the time, Again, because I was in that place, I don't think I would have been able to recover or be where I am now had I not started working on myself when I did. Mm -hmm. That's amazing and so awesome to hear because not everyone, first of all, can go about doing that. But second of all, see it in the way that you did as building blocks to set you up for something later in life which happened to be starting a podcast and Mm -hmm. finding this advocacy for mental health. What made you want to start the podcast? Because between the breakup and then the podcast, I feel like there's some time between that. Yes, there was definitely some time in which I struggled immensely. Mm. And mind you, I still struggle to this day. It's an ongoing battle. Mental health is always something you're going to have to work on. But in the time between when we actually ended the relationship And when I was trying to get my life back together, (laughs) picking up the pieces, I was listening to a lot of podcasts, motivational podcasts, and I was working out. I was doing makeup at the time. So it was a hobby that I had picked up because I knew I had to do something before that relationship ended to get myself out of that hole. Mm -hmm. And it just that's what kind of propelled me into this this different place mentally that I had never experienced before or been to. And so kind of just one day I was at work and I was sitting at my desk and I was like, what if I started a podcast? Like, I mean, all these people have done it. Why the hell can't I? Right. I had no idea what I was doing. And originally I was going to, it was going to be more of a lifestyle podcast and I was going to do it with two other people. And so we brainstormed together. We had a couple of meetings together and then I was like, this isn't really working out because they weren't very dedicated. Yeah. And so we went our separate ways. And then out of that, 
is where the Wintering Mind podcast kind of blossomed. And I took it upon myself and I was like, well, I got to stop relying on other people to make what I want to happen happen and mm. just do it. Mm. And so, so I did it. And here we are, third wow. year, third season. Wow. Yes, yeah. I do know that your third season just launched. Congratulations again. Thank That's you. so exciting. So, Walk me through the process of you starting a podcast. You're actually my first podcaster on here talking about their podcast. So walk me through the steps you took and did you encounter like imposter syndrome along the way? All of that, I'm sure, internal battles that you went through. Oh, imposter syndrome, (laughs) something we all know very Mm -hmm. well. (laughs) Yes. So when I first decided to launch the show... I'm a perfectionist, and so I procrastinated on a lot of the things that I wanted to do when it came to the show. And so I was planning and, you know, trying to make everything perfect before I released it out into the world. Mm. But then one day, I was just like, enough's enough. Like, I just have to do this. And so I just sat in my living room and at my old apartment, and I was on my iPhone. The first episode I ever recorded was on my iPhone. Wow. And I didn't have anything written out. I just spoke from the heart. And I was like, okay, there we go. So that's where I just kind of propelled and like jumped, made the jump. But throughout the process, I had I was lucky. I had my dad help me a lot in the beginning. He knew how to edit. He knew how to do the software. So he kind of taught me how to do that because he is a podcaster himself. Oh, cool. And yeah. He uh, used to work for a museum and he did their podcast. Whoa. So, yeah. So I got a leg up on that one. Um, but as far as like building the confidence and feeling like I was quote unquote legit and feeling as though, oh, people are actually going to listen to this. It, I mean, it's still like I still battle with it, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how big or how small the podcast that you have is like you're always going to have some type of imposter syndrome. But I've kind of learned throughout my mental health journey to just like overlook that see past it and just go with how this makes me feel Mm. and know that I'm helping so many people where I'm trying to that that's all that matters so it doesn't matter if I'm a quote-unquote professional or if I've been doing this for however long you know um but yeah it's been trial and error I've rebranded a million times (laughs) I've changed my colors on my Instagram I've changed Mm -hmm. up my the way that I market, I've changed my cover art. I also have ADHD, so I'm never super pleased. Like I have to like keep changing things up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I the get bored. Itch. It's there. The, the itch. itch. I it's feel itch. it. I myself yeah. have gone through a couple of rebrands too. It's just inevitable. You know, you know like, us as people, we're constantly evolving and growing. Mm-hmm. And so I think the art that we put out in the world, it's okay if it evolves too. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I think it's just an evolution of where we're at also. And so putting that onto the world is just going to go with what we're feeling. So it's just something I keep learning how to do every single day. And I love it. I absolutely love it. That's amazing. So you settled on your niche of mental health. Do you have specific guests that you interview? Is it more general, the things that you talk about? So no, it's pretty niche. It's pretty, we talk pretty much about mental health. However, I have a couple episodes where we discuss race, um, what it's like being black in American society, because I think that's something that we need to talk about more. 
Um, but the guests that I have on, they're either therapists or mental health advocates, or they're just regular everyday people who come on and get really vulnerable with me and share all the horrible, traumatized, yeah. traumatizing things that they've been through. But yeah. that's the point because they're in a better place now. So they're able to kind of walk you through what they experienced and then how they were able to navigate through it so that the person who's listening to the show can relate on a deeper level mm-hmm. and maybe pick up some tools that they can use in their daily life. So, mm-hmm. And yeah, I can attest to that because I was a guest on your you podcast were. and it was, I didn't expect it to be as cathartic as it was sharing my mm-hmm. story and you just made me feel so comfortable and had such a safe space for me to talk. And it was actually the first time that I physically talked That's to someone right. that I didn't know about mm-hmm. my bipolar diagnosis. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that, that was crazy. But with being a podcaster and with being in the mental health realm, how do you personally protect your mental health after you're hearing all of these stories? I know for me, sometimes after I've heard these stories, I have to decompress and kind of flush out the things I listen to because as someone who's extremely empathetic, I I want to take that on. Do you struggle with that at all? That's a really good question. I'm glad you brought that up because I do struggle with that sometimes, especially if I'm not in a mentally stable space because there have been numerous times where I've gone ahead and done interviews where I was not in the best place mentally. And Mm. during those times, it's a lot harder to let it go. Yeah. But I haven't had too many issues with that. Luckily, I feel like the people that I that I speak with, the things that have happened to them have happened so long ago, typically, that when they're talking about it now, it's almost this like overpowering, like powerful and motivating feeling that you get when you're listening to them speak because it's just hard to fathom that they've gone through something like they have but then they're here still today to talk about it so luckily I've been okay throughout the however two years that I've been doing this I could never be a therapist though never (laughs) I could not no (laughs) that's totally different because they're in the thick of it like they're Mm -hmm. going through it um so I would have difficulties then but right now Luckily, no. Mm-mm. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah. That's one thing I talk to my therapist about all the time, yeah. too, is asking her with the past two years how she's taking care of her own mental mental health, because I know that I go into her office with some heavy stuff. So I can mm-hmm. only imagine, you know, other right. people as well, too. And she is the one that brought that up to me with my podcast. And she was like, mm-hmm. well, you have a mental health podcast. So you should be thinking of that as well too and make sure that you're protecting your own space even though you're giving your guests this incredible opportunity to share you're still taking a piece of that because you're listening yeah. and empathizing with them so that's something i always like to ask people to see if they're aware of that as well too oh yeah yeah mhm now within the mental health space i feel like certain disorders within mental health have become more mainstream We talk about depression, anxiety, things like that. Do you think that we still have a long ways to go in advocation or 
I don't know, do you think mental health is pretty good where we're at right now? Oh, I think we've definitely improved and progressed as a society when it comes to mental health, but I think there's still so much that's so taboo and uncomfortable for people to talk about, like bipolar, mm -hmm. schizophrenia. I mean, there's so many different layers to what mental health is and people just have no clue. So no, I think we have a long way to go, but I think with shows like myself and yours and other mental health advocates and people on social media, mm -hmm. putting out information for people to see that otherwise might not have seen is heading in the right direction for sure. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I love, especially about the mental health podcasting community is everyone's pretty encouraging. And while I know other podcasts within the same niche can be competitive and like I listen to a lot of crime podcasts and sometimes they'll do <laughs> nice. the same stories and I'll be like oh I wonder if they're like feuding because oh, they both weird. they both covered the same case and like they said different things but within the mental health space I personally think that we can never say enough about the topics and even though you and I have a podcast within the same realm the more voices that are yelling it from the rooftops, I personally think the better. I couldn't agree more. I think we need to have more mental health podcasts. I think we need to start building a community of mental health podcasters yes. so that we can all like work together like you and I are. Like I love this collaboration. I think this is exactly what needs to happen with more folks in the future. And no, it's definitely not. I don't see it as a competition at all mm -hmm. because we're advocating. So your voice is going to say different things than, my, than I would. Yep. And we're just going to keep pushing that narrative and that positive message of breaking the stigmas and normalizing talking about mental health. I mean, you can't, like you said, you can't have enough people talking about that. Mm -hmm. I know last time we talked, you talked about potentially creating a network of podcasters that were all within the same realm. Do you still have dreams of doing that? Is that on the horizon for you? It's definitely been put on the back burner because okay. I have something else going on locally. Oh, um, yes. If, if I may talk about it for please, just a second because it, it has to do with your question. So and it's so um, cool. I I let yeah. you in there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm actually curating with a group of seven other folks a Mindfest Louisville event. So it's a mental health festival that's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky, in May 2022 this year. Mm. Um, so it kind of has I I kind of have gathered a community of folks who are specifically in the mental health realm, at least here in Louisville. There's therapists, there's advocates, there's all different types of people. And so we're putting together this festival so that we can build a community within Louisville, starting here first, and normalize it within our community, especially the lower income mm -hmm. community here in Louisville, um, and providing free resources, making it a fun experience too, because I think a lot of the times, and this is probably why mental health isn't commonly spoken about or as common as we would like it to be is because it's not a fun topic to talk about. Yeah. It's very difficult and it brings up a lot of different feelings for people and people don't know how to manage that. So we're trying to make it a fun and positive experience for people to to navigate. But as far as like a community online, I'm still working on it through 
my podcast, Instagram and stuff like that, meeting people like yourself. Mm -hmm. So it'll happen one day. That is so cool and so exciting. Again, I feel like we get so caught up on the internet world and social media, but for you to be doing something tangible within your own community is so inspiring. And I can't wait to keep supporting you and see how successful that is. And obviously I wish you all the best. Um, Is there anywhere that we can follow along with that? There's social accounts that we can follow? There is. So you can follow the podcast at the Wondering Mind Podcast on Instagram. And then you can follow MindFest at MindFestLou on Instagram. And we'll have a website up soon. So you'll be able to check that out soon. (laughs) That is so exciting. So exciting. It's so cool. Now, before I let you go, obviously, thank you so much for your time and for sharing and I don't know, humanizing podcasters a little bit because, again, people hear us as this voice behind the microphone interviewing guests, but I think sometimes they forget that we're real people too, you know? Mm -hmm. But do you have any advice for anyone that maybe wants to start a podcast or felt themselves resonating with you and some of the mental health things that you talked about? Any words of advice or affirmation that you can give them? Mm. So if you're wanting to start a podcast, I say, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thinking so much about it and just do it because it's a learn as you go type of process. It truly is because it's so unique to every individual who decides to start one. So you can look up all the pertinent information, but even still, you're not going to be fully prepared. So it's just kind of a learn as you go. So I'd say go for it. And then as far as like the mental health realm and if anyone has resonated with whatever I've put out so far, I hope it helps. And I hope that you continue to just learn and grow and communicate how you're feeling and know that it's okay to feel the way that you do, Mm. that it's completely normal, that we all have mental health struggles, whether we verbalize it or not, and that you're not crazy and you're not alone. Mm. Just keep going. All of that. So powerful. Emily, thank you so much for your time. Again, sharing your heart and again, for pioneering this collaboration. I'm so thankful that you reached out to me and we've had the opportunities to talk with each other and support each other. Um, Again, all of the social networks that she talked about will be tagged down in the episode notes. If you're watching on YouTube, that it's in the description. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. I had a wonderful time chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Yay. And I'm on the roll. Thank you for listening to yet another amazing conversation started here on Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. Each week, I'm quite literally blown away by the voices and stories shared here. The goal is to amplify others' experiences in hopes that someone listening out there feels that much less alone. Thank you again to our incredible guests for getting so vulnerable with us about their own personal stories and for helping each of us remember to look at a situation with a new perspective. If you love this episode or any previous one, I hope you'll take a second to share it to a bestie or even tell us on social media. It really does make a difference in helping us get these conversations out there to the world. If you'd like to share your own story with our audience about how you've overcome something in your life or maybe want to start an important conversation that needs to be heard, please send us an email at hello at 
stay colorful, and we'll see you next week, besties.